0: Tonight, Russia is celebrating after a major win on the battlefield in Ukraine. New video from the key town of Avdivka uh, shows Russian troops praising, raising their country's flag just hours after Ukrainian forces were forced to retreat there. The eastern town in the Donetsk region has been the focus of intense battles between Ukrainian and Russian forces over the last decade. The defeat comes as Ukraine's forces uh, battle a larger and better-equipped Russian military with multiple towns along the front lines now. Uh, in danger of falling. You can see it right there. Let's turn to our our panel of experts uh, now. CNN global affairs correspondent uh, analyst uh, Kimberly Dozier and CNN contributor and former CNN Moscow bureau chief Jill Doherty. Kim, let me start with you. Uh, We were just showing this map a few moments ago. Uh, What is the significance of this uh, city falling to Russian forces and what might be in store next?
1: Well, The city is pretty much leveled, according to reports from there, so um, they're not gaining much in terms of a town where they can win the hearts and minds, but it will make it easier for them to uh, supply the Donbas region, according to Ukrainian military officials. But the general who's now in charge of Ukraine, uh, he was the guy who took so much criticism for holding on to Bahmut for so long at such great cost in troops' lives. And right now, he's gone into conservation mode, both of ammunition and of those precious boots on the ground. Um, Ukraine is talking about uh, bringing in something like half a million new soldiers to uh, replace losses. And so he's got to um, play it carefully, play it more safely. And that meant giving up Avdivka and sending a message to the West that their lack of aid is hurting already.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jill, I mean, is this the, uh, the moment Putin has been waiting for? I mean, for so long, as we all have been talking about what's been going on in Ukraine, we've been talking about one embarrassing loss after another for Vladimir Putin and Russia. The tide is starting to turn uh, at a critical moment, and the U.S. is just not there helping the Ukrainians right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Vladimir Putin is emboldened. There's no question. Avdivka is not, as Kim was saying, it's not an important town even in the long uh, range significance of this. But... Putin now looks at Ukraine. The Ukrainians are running, literally running out of ammunition. He looks at the political field within his own country. You know, he's up for re-election in less than a month, and his main political opponent is out of the way, dead. And then he looks at the U.S. Congress, which is continuing with a small group of people stopping it, not to be able to give the, the financial help that the Ukrainians need. So at this point, I think, you know, he's, and judging by the video that we saw a couple of days ago, he's looking pretty happy and again, pretty emboldened.
0: And Kim, we know that the Europeans have stepped up um, and I'm just curious, might that be able to put a Band-Aid on this until the U.S. and the Congress gets its act together? Or is it, are we reaching potentially a very dire moment for the Ukrainians? What's your sense of it?
1: Well, here's the problem. Yes, the Europeans have stepped up. Um, Ukraine is minting deals one-on-one with individual countries. Germany, France, the Baltic nations, all pledging amounts of support. The problem is it takes them more than a year in France, more than a year um, in Germany to turn around 155-millimeter artillery shells, one of the main things that are needed on the battlefield. And the U.S., can turn them out faster, and has more supplies of them um, waiting in the warehouses that can still be sent over. So that's why U.S. support is so crucial. The U.S. still has the lion's share of the supplies that are available right now, but without money budgeted by Congress, uh, the Pentagon can't send them um, to Keith.
0: Yeah, and just to follow up on that, Kim, I mean, help a guy like me or or for the viewers out there who just aren't following this day by day and understand the minutiae of it what what happened to the talk of the tanks what happened to the talk of the f-16s and the training of the pilots are are those things just not happening is it just not happening fast enough
1: Uh, some of the training is still going on but those are all things where Uh, They were always going to take months, if not more than a year, for instance, for the F-16 pilot training, to have a result on the battlefield. And those are the kind of strategic things that would have helped if Zelensky had had them early on, when perhaps he could have, when Russia was still unprepared and they could have had some massive um, victories on the battlefield. But the problem now is Russia has secured its supply lines and Russia has Mm. secured um, its numbers of troops, going in. Uh, Russia is four times the size of Ukraine, so it can just keep pouring the bodies in, something Ukraine can't afford to do. And technology was supposed to make up for that disadvantage.
0: Hmm. And Jill, I do want to talk about the death of Alexei Navalny. I mean, all weekend long, we've been seeing these arrests taking place in Russia. I mean, I keep coming back to this image, and I'm not trying to put the control room on the spot, of uh, Russian police shoving this a MAN'S FACE IN THE SNOW, JUST FOR COMING OUT AND TRYING TO OBSERVE uh, THE DEATH OF THIS uh, VERY POPULAR OPPOSITION FIGURE IN RUSSIA. I MEAN, HERE IT IS. WE'RE SHOWING IT TO OUR VIEWERS RIGHT NOW. THEY'VE BEEN DETAINING PEOPLE YET AGAIN IN RUSSIA, SIMPLY FOR TRYING, I MEAN, it, uh, I, IT'S JUST, IT'S ASTONISHING TO SEE THIS. AND THE RUSSIANS JUST GET AWAY WITH IT. AND THIS IS, THIS IS PUTIN'S RUSSIA NOW. HE'S IN TOTAL well, CONTROL. I mean, those
2: pictures- yeah, those those pictures are really shocking. Uh, the latest figures that I saw, there are approximately, I think it was about 360, 366 people who've been arrested all across the country. And these, they're not even protests. These are people who are coming out, for the most part, with flowers and laying them in various places. And in some cases, the police just simply arrest them, detain them but they're taking photographs, they're taking fingerprints. And uh, in other cases, they, are, they have groups of civilian dressed people who come in and grab the flowers. It's really just a horrible thing to watch. So I, I, you know, that's, I think the people who are doing this are extraordinarily brave because we already know that if they oppose the war and they were to come out on the streets, they would be in prison very quickly so even to do this has to uh you know you have to have bravery to do that and i'll tell you jim i've been looking at the social media and mm. there's a lot of anger expressed by those russians who are saying you know it's whose streets are these anyway they're ours right. so this is a mood that i think the kremlin might be worried about
0: yeah I, I just have to wonder uh we're watching these images here in the united states do the russians themselves do the Russian people get to see these images and absorb what they're what they're witnessing Putin once again clamping down in this fashion just just for, for people wanting to observe the loss of this of this uh, very charismatic figure
2: well Jim if they have VPNs they can and some of this is on their phones you know so there are ways of seeing this no question because the Russians are the ones who are posting it so they're getting the message it's the question yeah. of whether you know what can they do about it
0: yeah all right kim and jill thank you so much uh, very t- troubling weekend on this uh, on this beat thanks a lot for your time